It's a sports pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Glad you're along this Wednesday afternoon, a day prior to Halloween. And that means we've got the ABC 10 sports guys in studio with us. Tyree Smith, John Michael Hoefling. What's going on, fellas? Living life, man. Living like Larry, <laughs> all right? We're living good. Saints are doing well. That's all I can ask for. And Drew Brees comes back and he only comes throws back for 373. Only. No, only. just only. Mm. Uh, an easy day. He'll ease you back. He'll, he'll ease back into 400. <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> Haven't missed the beat. Haven't missed the beat. Heading into the bye week with a full head of steam. Ah, man, it's great. So it's what do great. you do when there's no Saints football? What do, what do your weekends look like? Uh, I don't wake up till <laughs> about 4 p.m. when afternoon games come on. Oh, and then about to move. Oh, man. <laughs> How are you, Michael? Doing all right. Yeah. Uh, just looking forward to a bunch of stuff coming up this week. I mean, obviously Halloween and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. we got another Thursday thrown on with Vincent DeMay that we're actually going to be filming right after this. So. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. You guys excited for Free Taco Day? Free, free taco tacos day. at Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, taco Bell. We have, we have Trey Turner to thank yeah. for that. It's a whole thing with the World Series where they steal a base. You get a free taco from Taco Bell. It really? literally happened yeah. two steal at-bats a, into the World Series. Steal a base, steal a taco. Taco today. Bell's isn't really that good. Oh, come on. Taco Bell's pretty good. <laughs> it's really? a free taco. I like it. How can you complain about a free taco? Because it's not really even a taco. Yes, it is. What it's a mean? free Locos taco. Yeah, oh, my goodness. I love that. That's my favorite thing at Taco Bell. Hot take. If I'm I... not a fan of Doritos. How? Really? I don't like Doritos. Why? So what's your chips? I baked Blaze, Cheetos, Did you Pringles. say baked? Baked Blaze, yeah. <laughs> That's where we move on. <laughs> wow. Baked? I've never met someone who doesn't like Doritos. I've never met someone that likes baked. <laughs> I do like baked Cheetos. I don't like baked like chips, like Lay's and stuff like that. Yeah, that's just not that's not it, dude. That's not it, <laughs> Chief. I don't know how to help you with that one. I tell you what, what about baked Doritos? You think that'd be good? No. 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 Baked baked chips only work if they have no flavor. I like if, if they have no if they're just original. What about baked Cheetos? That's original Cheetos. Yeah, but it's so flavored. It no, it's not flavored because it's the original. So it's like, cheese flavored. It, 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 no, Cheetos are just Cheetos, man. Like, yeah, no, they're no, like a Dorito is basically a flat Cheeto. Dorito is nacho cheese, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and Cheetos is just normal cheese, right? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a difference. I'm not an expert, but the, I'm not sure the, about there's that. a difference. The fact that I like Cheetos but dislike Doritos shows that there's a difference. I tell you what, we have got a lot to get to today. I'm, if you guys aren't going to get free tacos, I am. I'm not going to pass Go that for out. Go for it. Give me my free taco. No, right, yeah, yeah. Here's I'll what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll walk in. I'll mm-hmm. say, give me my free taco, and then I'll just give it to you, Tim. Good, because I eat tacos in like a minute, so I usually have to get a lot to be able to fill me up. I tell you what, a few weeks ago, I was coming back from Ironwood after a football game, and I got into Marquette around 1230. I drove by Taco Bell. I remember looking at the clock because I was so shocked, and it was one, two, three, four. I thought that was cool. And there was a car line, like, lined around, wrapping around Taco Bell and Marquette. And I don't know why, but I'm like, you guys are not doing the stereotype any favors. I mean, there was cars wrapped around Taco Bell. Yeah, uh, I don't see the issue there. That's exactly what Taco Bell is meant for. Well, I don't think it's an issue. I'm just saying I've, I've just never seen that outside of you know movies and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, I've never no, seen I it. See, I see it all the time. Yeah, really? I see it all the time. Man. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well. I, I, don't, I don't know how. I don't know why, but I guess Taco It's 2 a.m. food, man. I wonder that's if that's what it's like right now with people getting their free tacos. 
No. I wonder how busy Taco Bell is today. We should have like a sky cam on Taco Bell. <laughs> really? Yeah. <That> would... <laughs> a sky cam on Taco we gotta... Bell for radio. We're gonna... oh, wow. That'd be great radio. That's we're, we're gonna... exactly what it <laughs> is. We're going to drive by it to get to work after this whole thing is done. So we'll let you know. Okay. But I have a feeling it's not going to be as crowded as you think it is. It might be a good story for ABC 10. Maybe. Free tacos courtesy of Trey Turner's. Actually, actually, we could see? talk about that. You see, we could. You get a little footage on your way back. Yeah, yeah. People walking out with their tacos. I'll post for you. Going to get my taco. People and- will be like, I don't even watch the World Series. <laughs> I just said there was a free taco. <laughs> I tell you what, if you did watch the World Series last night, Trey Turner, he is not just known for getting us free tacos anymore. He is now known for being the victim of a really bad call in last night's World Series. Thankfully. It didn't matter much in the end as Washington won 7-2. They force a winner-take-all game set. we got Game 7 tonight, you guys. I know. It's going to be great. Max Scherzer pitching it. Like, the gods designed this one. The baseball gods looked down and said, Max Scherzer will pitch in Game 7. I love it. I I don't know what to expect in this series. Like, I'm not going to go out on a limb and give you a take because nothing that anybody's predicted in this series has occurred. I mean, really nothing. I mean, we ha- we haven't gone this. Oh no, Michael's putting his hand on the table. That's how you know he's going to do. A- he's going to give us a hot take. I want the Nationals to win so bad. Well, so do all of us, but that doesn't so that's bad. Not a take so bad. And not only will they win, they will demoralize the city of Houston for millennia after this win. My gosh, wow, Michael, what is wrong with you, man? <laughs> What's going on over there? Hold on. Why some people might be upset or at least not upset, no. but uh with no. the Astros, but the city of Houston. Every single game so far this series has been a blowout. Mm-hmm. Not that close, right? I don't think there's been a single game in the series that's been determined by less than Three runs? Game one was five to four, but again, it really oh, wasn't yeah, that close. Yeah, it wasn't that close. It didn't feel that close. No. No. We are going to see a game right here where Max Scherzer will pitch lights out but give up one run. This is going to be the one game that's not an offensive showcase. Max Scherzer is going to give us one run through seven innings. He's going to pitch seven lights out, shutout innings, except for one mistake. One mistake. A home run to George Springer because it's always George Springer. Mm. It's never somebody else, right? A home run to George Springer. Now, the ass, the Nationals, they're going to struggle the entire time. The entire time. All right? They got no runs through seven innings. Boom. Here comes the eighth. Two runs from the Nationals. Jan Gomes and Kurt Suzuki somehow come out of the clutch and do something fantastic. Two players you never would have thought. Anthony Rendon, who's that guy? You don't know about him. He's out of there. But Jan Gomes and Kurt Suzuki, those two are going to do something good. It's 2-1 to one Nationals in the eighth. Then you're coming down the stretch. The Astros come back up to bat. All of a sudden, Jose Altuve gets on base with a leadoff single. Then you got Alex Bregman coming up a couple batters later. And guess what? It's a double. Altuve scores. We got ourselves a tie game. Then Bregman comes around to score off a pass ball and a sacrifice fly. It's 3-2 Astros. We move to the top of the ninth. And guess who comes up? Mr. Anthony Rendon. You forgot about him. Now bring him back. Home run. Ties the ball game up. We got extras. And that's where the Nationals take it. That's my hot take. Wow. Wow. That was, that was a lot to follow. And I, I could buy into the whole Springer thing. I really could. <laughs> but everything else. But... Explain to me how Jan Gomes and Kurt Suzuki are in the lineup. Pinch hitting, man. Pinch hitting. Pinch hitting. Okay. All right. Jan Gomes. <laughs> I imagine that Jan Gomes will probably get the start to catcher. Okay. That's what I would imagine, right? That. Yeah? Okay. Then uh, Kurt Suzuki comes in, and he's going to pinch hit for Ryan Zimmerman. 
And then oh, why would they do that? Oh, Ryan Zimmerman, you know, he's not he's good defensively, but you know, he just hasn't had the same success in those this World Series. He was really good in the NLCS, but he just hasn't been able to do much against this Astros pitching staff thus far. So, I think that uh, you know, they're going to look at that, those matchups. Jan uh, Ryan Zimmerman's a righty, right? Kurt Suzuki, they're all righties. Kurt Suzuki, Jan Gomes, and Ryan Zimmerman are all righties, so that's not what, what matters, but they're going to look at the pitching matchup or something like that. They're going to do something. I can just feel it, because always in the Game 7, there are so many substitutions for pitchers. There are so many pinch hitters, because it's all about matchups, throwing everything in the kitchen sink you got at the opponent to try to win this game. And I think that's what's going to happen, is we're going to see everything that the Nationals have. And you heard I, it here first. Yeah. That's... <laughs> I tell you what, it was pretty specific. Um, well, you wanted a hot take, so I, I gave you my I exact prediction you doing that. down to the players. I knew that we could count on you for <laughs> it. I tell you, I'm just glad we don't have something stupid like the pitchers batting in the World Series, or at least in Game 7 of the World Series. I hate that. You won't, I just hate that. I don't hate that, man. Love the DH. Yeah, so do you Absolutely love how it. How close do you think the NL is? I don't think they're that close. I do think it'll happen someday, but I don't think we're really close to it. Okay. It should happen, though. Okay. It should happen. I, I, just, I just hate that. Like, well, I don't hate that, but I would hate to see Madison Bumgarner, Zach Granke, Noah Syndergaard, Jake Arrieta, all these guys who have just dispelled that theory that pitchers can't hit. And they're fun to watch. They're arguably the most fun hitters to watch because you don't expect them to do nothing. Well, you can still put them in. You can still pinch hit them if they really want to. Imagine how demoralizing that would be to be a bench player. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we're just going to bat our pitcher still. <laughs> Springer, you're out. Mm-hmm. Grinky, you're going to hit. Yeah, Grinky, grab a bat. <laughs> I tell you what, if this was a fully healthy Max Scherzer, I'd probably feel more confident in picking the Nationals. But he's just coming off a cortisone shot when he could barely move with pain in his back and neck. On the other side, I don't know how much I really trust Grinky. That's exactly why <laughs> they're going to win this game. Because how good of a story would that be? Scherzer can barely walk off the mound after game, or can barely walk at all after game five. Then all of a sudden, oh, he's back in. It's a Kirk Gibson thing all over again. Kirk Gibson can barely walk. All of a sudden, he's homering off of Dennis Eckersley in '88. So. I tell you what, it would be fun to see, but I feel like they need a deep start out of Scherzer because we know who has the better bullpen. Seven innings, one run ball. Coming off a cortisone shot. Yep. Okay, all right, maybe if he pulls it off. I mean, I'd have to buy you a taco, (laughs) a taco that you like or something like that. (laughs) It's a shame Dia de los Tacos uh, is done for the year. I I was never able to get one of those, but I, I really wanted to try one of those tacos. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I was just thinking of tacos I like. I tell you what, it was a really good story last night. Steven Strasburg. Yeah. Eight and a third, seven strikeouts. He was awesome. Gave he his was team great. a chance to win. Yeah. Verlander on the other side, what's his legacy going to be? Now 0-6 in the World Series and nine starts. He's won a title, but they haven't really won one because of him. He's done everything. And I, he's done everything, including winning a World Series. Mm-hmm. So I don't think his legacy is going to be tarnished by the fact that he hasn't won a World Series. I think it's a little disrespectful what we're doing to him and the fact of like we're looking past everything else. He won an MVP as a pitcher, for goodness sake. But if you don't win ever a World Series game, I mean, doesn't that say something about you? No. Wow. He, he's done everything. What I th- I think he's a Hall of Famer, but you know who has Clayton Kershaw won a World Series game? No, and that's why I think that Kershaw's legacy is going to be always going to have a little asterisk next to it. 
I, I, I think that Justin Verlander and Clayton Kershaw are both first ballot Hall of Famers. I think they're Hall of Famers and probable first ballot Hall of Famers. But at the same point, if you're not able to win on the biggest stage, there's always going to be that asterisk. Didn't you have that same saying about like quarterbacks and winning Super Bowls and stuff? Quarter- well, okay. There's a difference. <laughs> but there's a difference between. <laughs> oh There's my a difference goodness. between football and pitchers. Okay, football. The most important position in any sport across the entirety of athletics is quarterback. If you do not have a good quarterback, you better have the best banging defense of all time in the 2000 Baltimore Ravens or a or or, or Nick Foles type miracle performance from that quarterback to win the Super Bowl, right? So. But when it comes to the World Series, it's now winner-take-all every single game. It's, yeah, you can have a bad performance from Justin Verlander or Clayton Kershaw and still come away with the series win. Baseball is more of a, it's based around what you can do day in, day out, rather than just one day, which is why I think the quarterback is more important and vital than a starting pitcher in baseball. Although I do think starting pitcher is the most important position in baseball. So you don't think Trent Dilfer was a good quarterback? I'm Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the 2000 Ravens. <laughs> I know Trent Dilfer personally, actually. Do you? Oh, but the consensus is that, uh, yeah, uh, his daughter went to my high school. How about that? Yeah. And she and I actually swam together on the same uh, team, Valley Splash, before we went to high school. <laughs> Valley Splash. <laughs> that was the name of it, yeah. What a name. That's a poll question. Did you know that? Does it surprise you that Michael swam for Valley Splash? <laughs> that's, that's, that's a legitimate name. Um,. But, I mean, the consensus is that he's the worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl. And even more than Flacco? Even more than Flacco. The, the, well, the Ravens quarterbacks, what's it with yeah. um, the, that? That's what the consensus is. It's usually those three, Flacco, Foles, and Dilfer. So, yeah. Okay, I can buy that. I tell you what, though, before we go to break, can we just reflect on how bad that call was against Trey Turner? It was a bad call. It was a really bad, bad call. call. Yeah, I don't understand why it's not reviewable. I really don't. They did review it. Well, I know, and that's the point, is it's it's non-reviewable, and I guess I understand, you know, once you officially, it's like when the NFL blows the play dead, you can't simulate or guess what would happen, so I guess I understand that, but then they went to the monitor anyway and, like, did a farce review, even though they knew they couldn't review it. That's yeah. why I didn't get. I don't know. I it, like it, it was, let's, let's not let this cloud the fact that that was the worst call I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Other, like, I don't know, it, it, I, I'm trying to think of anything like that in recent memory, and it's like the uh, the Mookie Betts catch mm. on Jose Altuve's home run. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? You remember mm. that? From last year. Yeah. Like, for me, it was you can't anticipate, you can't expect a fielder to make one of the greatest catches of all time. You can't say that would have happened. They would have made this incredible catch, right? So for me personally, I would have said that was still a home run, but it's just the... I hated that call. Did you guys see Davey Martinez get into the umpire last night? Yeah, he I thought he was by Chip Hale. That was so much fun to watch. He looked, <laughs> he looked like Khalil Mack just getting away from really? the defenders, getting to the quarterback, didn't he? I he thought looked he, big I thought he was about Khalil to swing Mack. on him. I really thought. Oh man, he just lost his mind. And then you know, I get you know, it's I get being an umpire is a thankless job. And you know, if you make a judgment call, there's nothing you can do about it because of the rules. Your hands are tied. You can't review it. I get that. You know, I can have sympathy for you. But then you eject him for being upset about that. I don't like that. I don't like that. He was in his face pretty hard. Yeah, but he deserved it. That that's fair. He did. That's fair. I, I honestly I knew ejection was coming. I saw it. (laughs) I was like, yeah, dude, you're not going to last much longer the way you're acting. 
I tell you what, Tanner Hoops, John Michael Hofling, and Tyree Smith in the studio. Let's take our first time out. When we come back, let's update our pick and take a look at this week's picks next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, John Michael Hoefling with you. Glad you're along. We are through eight weeks of the NFL season, the unofficial midway point. So let's take a look at our pick'em standings. I went three and two this week, so I'm at twenty-seven and thirteen. Ryan Steig, Jake Durant are both twenty-four and sixteen. Michael, you're undefeated this week, twenty-three mm-hmm. and seventeen. Feels good. Tyree, twenty-two and eighteen. How about that? Four games behind you, Tanner. I'll you take are, it. You are four behind me, right? Dang it! Hot take, Mike. L- listen, that was. I should have been better this week, but <laughs> Told you. Chicago Sam- just missed the field goal. <laughs> I had Chicago too. Oh my! I'm like, dude, come on! And I forgot which other one I messed up on. But probably Carolina, San Francisco. Let's see, Tyree. You no, picked Minnesota. You did pick San Francisco. You mm-hmm. also picked Kansas City. Why would you pick Kansas City without Mahomes to beat? Because, dude, I believe that their offense was still striving. I believed in Matt Moore. <laughs> I did, and obviously. It was working out for a little bit. Andy <laughs> Reid believed in Andy Reid. Yeah, but then, then, then it just, it, yeah, just didn't work out. You well. chose poorly. I, I did, I did. <laughs> I'll take the blame on that one. I tell you what, let's take a look at this week's slate of games, and it begins tomorrow night, Thursday night football out west. San Francisco on the road. They take on Arizona. I picked against the Niners last week, and they won decisively. I won't do that again this yep. week. <laughs> Yeah. Easy pick here. Yeah, I'll, Niners I'll, are Niners. winning tomorrow night against Coach Handsome and Kyler Murray. We have Chicago at Philadelphia. Ooh, Philadelphia. I'm going to go with Philly, too. I'm not picking Chicago again after last week. Yeah. Philly. Philly. All right. Chicago <laughs> had the chance to actually make a move. I think they should have traded for Teddy Bridgewater and or uh, or Andy Dalton. There you go. One of those two. What about Cam Newton? Yeah, think or he him. Play in Chicago? Yeah, absolutely. I wonder because here's the thing: Cam Newton needs to be on the move here at some point because whether or not Carolina believes that Kyle Allen is the answer going forward, Cam Newton is definitely not the answer in Carolina. He could be somewhere else. Oh, I wonder who thought that earlier this season. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we all did after an zero two start. You thought that since 2016. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not about to let you, Michael. <laughs> I tell you what the. Evening, I should say, the afternoon game on ESPN-UP. We've got Cleveland on the road taking on Denver. Cleveland. Cleveland. No, I'll pick Denver in that one. Mm, no, I'm going to go Cleveland. I want to hear why. What makes it first you, Tyree? What makes you confident in Cleveland? Because Denver does have a quarterback this week. <laughs> That's true. They have Drew Locke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, oh, okay. And see, okay, Drew. He, he, he Drew's decent. good. Yeah, he was decent in college. I'm not going to lie. But, but we haven't seen him yet. In the exactly, exactly. Um, I believe in the dog pound. I believe they're going to get it. Okay, Jarvis Landry might not play. But that just means Odell Beckham's going to get a little more time. Yeah, if he's not on the Patriots by the end of this week. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyways, I believe in the dog pound here. Okay. All right. I respect it. Two okay. teams that have had a lot of turmoil in their locker room this week. Yeah. No joke. All right. You guys call me hot take, Michael, okay? Mm. <laughs> I don't think Before I this draft, when I was watching college football last year, the two quarterbacks that impressed me the most in all of college football were Drew Locke and Will Greer. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay, Will Will was a good quarterback. I like yeah. Will. Yeah. 
So I legitimately think Drew Locke is the uh, is one of the better, uh, one of the two best quarterbacks from this uh, from this rookie class of quarterbacks. I have not been impressed with anybody thus far, n- not even Kyler Murray. Really? Kyler, yeah. Kyler Murray's looked all right, nothing special, but I think no Emmanuel Sanders. Only Noah Fant and Cortland Sutton, it seems like. Is there anybody else that's missing on that on that Denver receiving core? Nobody nope. comes to mind. Yeah, nobody comes to mind, right? So with just those guys, yeah, I know that two cornerbacks came back for Cleveland. Yeah, I know Cleveland's more talented. I know Freddie Kitchens is on the hot seat and needs to fight for his job. But by golly, I just I, I really think Drew Locke is going to be a, something good. I don't know if he's the future, but I think in the first game, no film on him and his professional thing. Cleveland's going to get uh, out, and then they're they're not going to know what to expect. And I think that Vic Fangio is going to take advantage of that. Fair enough. I I respect the logic in it. I do just want you because you said that last year the two quarterbacks that impressed you the most were Greer. And Locke, what you like about Locke's performances compared to anybody else? Locke, what I really liked was his ability to read the field, scan the field, mm-hmm. not force throws. I, whenever I saw him play, it was never into a bad situation. He never lofted one downfield into double coverage. He simply looked and went through his reads. He know he knew where to look, knew where to go, knew where his players were going to be, knew where his receivers were going to be. And in doing so, he would look. No, I can't throw that one. It's too tight. Look, can't throw that one. It's too tight. He'd go to his fourth or fifth option sometimes and then make that one. It's like the same thing I see out of Tom Brady, where Tom Brady doesn't make those deep throws, those throws that wow you sometimes, but... He does what it takes. He does what it takes to push the ball upfield, and that's what I got out of uh, Drew Locke. Fair enough. The same sort of thing with Will Greer. Will Greer is a little bit more of a gunslinger, I'd say, and a little less accurate than Drew Locke, but Will Greer is also more athletic, and he, he evades tacklers a little easier outside the pocket, I think. Fair enough. I respect it. We have Sunday Night Football from Baltimore this week. The Ravens hosting the New England Patriots. This could be a fun game. Let's go Ravens. Ooh, all right. Let's go Ravens. I like it. Oh, see, there um, you go. I, I think it's going to be the Ravens, too. And not just because I want the 49ers to be the only unbeaten team. I do, but uh, I... I play the Saints. Like the, so he, I think Lamar's going to run for like 200 on them. Okay. It, if the, if that like that's what it, I think it's going to take to beat the Patriots because what do the Patriots do best? They play the pass well and they stack the box because they have the secondary to do it. So how do you defeat that? You run to the outside. You take a guy that's faster than everybody else on that field and you make him evade tacklers. Jamie Collins ain't going to catch Lamar Jackson. Kyle Van Noy ain't going to catch Lamar Jackson. That's fair. It's not about catching him though, as long as they can contain. If they do a good enough job containing, which those two do. I think it's going to come down to Lamar Jackson's ability to run the ball, which, as we've seen this entire year, is very doable. It'll be close still. I'd say it's probably going to be like 17-23 or something like that. But uh, I think it's going to come down to Lamar Jackson's ability to run the ball because in those third and short situations, third and fourth, third and five, they're going to try to pass it. I don't think anybody's going to be open. I respect it. I respect you guys for doing it. I'm still not going to pick against New England, but I do respect oh you guys for what you're doing. I think New England's going to win. Oh, my God. I knew you were going to say that. And then Monday Night Football, we've got the Cowboys on the road taking on the Giants. Huh. Okay. Let's think about that for half a second. Danny Dimes. <laughs> mm. No, Cowboys. That'll be the Cowboys' first look at Danny Dimes. Ooh, that is true. Eli Manning started against him in week one. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I I'm do. St- I do not care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. That being said, it still doesn't make me pick the Giants, even yeah. if they're at home. Daniel Jones already is second in the league in turnovers right now. 
He and is. He is. Yeah. Behind oh. only Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Okay, not interceptions, but like fumbles and stuff. Fumble. Yeah. Fumbling has been. I think he's tied a with. Problem. I think he's tied with Jameis Winston for a second. If I, if I'm correct, hanging on the ball has been a real problem for him this year. Right. But there are some things I really do like about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I think that he I'm, could I'm not be. De- I'm not denying that they're the, that he's only bad, but he's definitely not ready yet. No, he's not ready yet. But there's a lot to like about him from what we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that I like about him. I tell you what, that is pick 'em as we play here in the sports pen every week as we continue to look around the NFL landscape as we hit unofficially the midway point in the season. Just it's weird because it seems like a week or two ago we were watching that awful 10 to 3 Thursday night football game to open the season between the Packers and Bears. Oh my goodness. Just so yeah. boring. I can remember that. I oh, do remember it was that. Terrible. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> we just going to remember that awful game now? Yeah. I mean, okay. I think it I th- I don't think it was a very good game in general and I don't think it was a very good projection of what the season was going to be either yeah it was for trubisky it was yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) both those defenses are good i tell you what yeah somehow Mm -hmm. preston smith and zadarius smith and adrian amos ended up being like way bigger acquisitions than we thought they'd be Mm -hmm. but yeah jair alexander continues to be one of the best corners in the nfl and what's his Mm -hmm. name king something king uh jonathan king no it's it's not it's like it either starts with a t or a key Sure. With the Packers, yeah. yeah, okay. He made a really big interception. He's done well too. That secondary looks legit. They act, the only thing about the Packers is their defensive line. I don't think they get to the quarterback often enough. Mm-hmm. But their linebacking core is legit. They help get to the quarterback. But you think the Packers regret letting Mike Daniels go? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was a great locker room guy too. He was. It was more than just his play. Great in the locker room. And everything like that. What, didn't Mike Daniels go to the Lions? Because I haven't <laughs> heard anything. From no, him. I haven't either. But I can't imagine that they'd have been any worse right now for keeping him. No. Mm, no, they would have been better. That's what I don't get. They're fine. They're okay. They're doing pretty well right now. <laughs> I tell you what, let's take another time out. When we come back, there's some speculation as far as who is going to be the number one overall pick. Who are teams tanking for? Vegas has the latest odds next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back to The Sports Pen on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops, John Michael Hoefling, and Tyree Smith with you. Here's your Sports Center update. EA Sports says they are interested in relaunching their line of college football video games following yesterday's vote by the NCAA to allow players to profit off their likenesses. I'm here for that. Yep. I, I need that. Get us some college football video games back. Absolutely. We'll all be in like our 30s playing college football video games. I'm still. okay with that. I'm absolutely Just okay strictly for the nostalgia. <laughs> exactly. Trent Williams has reported to the Washington Redskins but doesn't plan to play this season. However, the end of his holdout means that 2019 will qualify as a contract year for him. And finally, the mask that Michael Myers wore during the original Halloween movie was made of a mold of William Shatner's face. Did you know that? Yeah, William Shatner is pretty terrifying. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> Michael Myers is a great character. Michael, My- that's what I was doing last night. I was up late till the wee hours of the morning watching those Halloween movies. What are you guys' favorite Halloween movies? Uh, definitely, it'll probably have to well, be the uh, second one. The, you know, oh, like the Michael Myers? I mean, Halloween in general. Halloween. Hall- like I like love any Michael Halloween. Myers. The Michael Myers movie. Okay. Okay. I love Michael Myers. 
questionable. You're probably one. a Jason guy, aren't you? You're <laughs> hot take. You're you're gonna be um, a Jason guy. No, uh, guy. my favorite Halloween movie is probably actually The Nightmare Before Christmas. If we're being totally honest, but is that a Christmas That's movie? A, yeah, yeah. I think that might be a Christmas movie. Is that a Christmas movie or is it a I Halloween movie? It's like is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Well, Die okay. Are we talking about Halloween like in scary or just a Halloween? Just movie a Halloween ish like movies movie. that you watch, watch around for Halloween. Halloween. Halloween Town on Disney Channel is oh, great. Oh, no, Tyree. No. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. That's a good oh, movie. Oh, you got to go home and watch some Hocus Pocus after this. There you go. <laughs> See, you're getting in the spirit. I love it, Tanner. I love it. Okay. These I'm are my now. power rankings when it comes to like the actual Michael Myers movies. For me, the best one is Halloween 4. Greatest Halloween movie of all time. What are you looking at me like that for, Tyree? I don't know the series well enough. Halloween 4? Oh, I love these movies. I don't just watch them Halloween. I love them like throughout the year. It's 4, 1, 2, and then everything else is just just terrible after that. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fair enough. Did you not like the new one that they released? Oh, I literally okay, like that. I literally asked him this question yesterday. We were talking about this yesterday, and I asked him that exact same question after he gave me his power. He, he asked me if I liked the new one, and I don't count that one in my power rankings because it's a remake. You know, it's not one of the original series. But it's off of the Halloween. Um, I know, I know, and it's got Jamie Lee Curtis in it, mm-hmm. and you know, they they follow the story. Like basically, what they do is they make this a sequel to the original one. So, like, two through everything else they did never happened. Basically. Right, and they just picked up the story 40 years later. It's a good movie. I like it. I like it. It's a good movie. Do you see they're making a sequel to that now? And and another one after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, they've started filming this one again. Mm-hmm. Or I think they start filming later this year. Yeah, they they've started filming um this one, and then they have another one after that. I, I have not here for. It. I have not kept up with any of this. News. You got to watch more you movies, Mike. I do watch lots of movies. I watch tons of movies. <laughs> okay, he's going to tell you Mega Mind and then Spider Man into the Spider Verse. That's what he's going to tell you. Those are two of the top five superhero films. Okay, Mega Mind was ahead of its time. All right, if we re-released Mega Mind right now, oh my gosh, it would go berserk. It's no. it's so good, man. It's so good. I can't remember it too well. But Spider Man into the Spider Verse, that that yeah. No, no, you need to watch Mega Mind again, man. It like, oh my gosh, it's so good. Mega Mind is in a rare class of movies that were released years ago, like a decade ago, and probably still could do well now if they were released, exactly. or maybe even better. It, no, it, it would do better. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, for, for for some reason, I do not. I did not remember that film at all. And then I was scrolling through Netflix one day, wondering what I should watch, and I saw that. I was like, I mean, sure, I remember sort of liking that movie. I watched it. Man, oh, that was so good. There were so many good jokes and whatnot. Like, it subverted expectations. Oh, it did all this goodness. stuff. Like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I will say. I cannot get enough. I've been trying to get everybody to watch it, man. If you watch, like, cartoons and animated shows that you watched when you were a kid, there's a lot of jokes that, like, I didn't get when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Like, like I enjoy watching Looney Tunes from time to time now more than I did when I was a kid. Like, I'm jealous of people in the 50s because they got to watch this, like, all the time <laughs> as adults. That's like, fair. Those cartoons are... I'm surprised they're, like, kids' cartoons. They're super violent. Like, they're always <laughs> blowing up the coyote and there, hitting each other with hammers. Of, yeah. There's a lot of things that, that are kind of adulted in those cartoons. <laughs> there, are, there are also some that just don't hold up. Jimmy Neutron doesn't hold up. No? What did no. you say? Jimmy Neutron doesn't hold up. That is a great show. I don't know show. about that. Jimmy Neutron, boy. When was the last time you watched it? Um, yes, yesterday, actually, I watched the Halloween special, Nightmare in Retroville. 
It was great. Is that a thing? Yes. Is that really a thing? The Nightmare Halloween special was fantastic. Uh, I think I, I think I remember it. it was like Jimmy invents something that turns you into what your whatever your costume and, and, is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She turned into a werewolf. Um Carl turned into to Dracula. And yeah. then um Hugh turned into Frankenstein. Great, great special. I would And now I'm gonna watch Fairy Odd Parents Halloween special. Oh my god. Thank you very I much. I don't remember the Fairy Odd Parents Halloween special. Okay, wow. what was the best cartoon special, girl? Was it Nightmare no, Retroville? No, the be- uh, you talking Halloween? Halloween? Yeah, oh, I can't remember the Halloween. How about SpongeBob Halloween? That I, that, that was slapped when I was a kid growing up. <laughs> that just slapped. Was that the one? Was that the one where he tries to be the Flying Dutchman? And he ends up like shaving every all of his skin off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that. That one. was a Pretty good, good one. one. Uh, I like Scary Godmother. Scary Godmother. Okay. Yeah. Back to two thousand and one, two thousand three. Oh, man. man. Taking it real back. That's it. If, we're talking, classics, like, if we're talking the best special of all time, obviously it's the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. Where the, the two shows. I don't know. If we're talking just straight but special. That is though. a good one. That is, that, if that we're talking just be. straight special. I never really cared for that. Really? No. There was three of them. And they were all fantastic. Yep. I don't like crossovers that much. Like how the Marvel movies crossed over and stuff like that? Is that what you're saying? No, I mean like when two different shows that have no business being together, like they're not in the same universe. Marvel's all one universe, but like Jimmy Neutron, Timmy Turner, you know, they're not in the same universe. But they made it work. I don't know. They made it work. I don't know. Science, wishing, combined (laughs) together, boom, power shot. Wishing, you know. Oh yeah, science and fairies. Yeah. 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 Those mix well. Yeah, Timmy was the wishing and Jimmy was the science. There's There's a... Magic, sure. Yeah, yeah. okay. Science yeah. and magic. Yeah, there we go. Exactly. And then kaboom! That's how you the, get the two. Power that's hour, how the two. Were, that's how they crossed, man. Exactly. Did you guys ever see the Family Guy and Simpsons crossover? No. Yes. Was that like that was almost six years old now? I think it's pretty good. That one actually, I didn't mind. Yeah, see, I like that pretty one. Pretty good. See, there we go. We got something. My my favorite one of those cartoons though is American Dad. That one's my favorite. Really? I want to see an American Dad crossover. No. Yeah. Family Guy beats him. I'm sorry. I don't know. I like American Dad. I love Stan Smith. Okay. Like if I oh, be, my god, If I could be a cartoon <laughs> character, I'd be Stan Smith. Okay. You guys know. I can see it. Yeah. That's I can see it. <laughs> Bob's Burgers is real good. Bob's too. Burgers is good, too. Archer's good. Ar- Archer is very um, aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> I just know he's the guy that voices the Arby's commercials. Yes, he is. No. Same guy. <laughs> He's got that really distinctive voice. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, we uh, Levitard will be proud at how much time we wasted on that now. <laughs> Let's get to this, because Bet Online out of Vegas has released their odds for the first overall draft pick in this year's NFL draft, and we get somewhat of an idea of who teams are tanking for. Now, right now, the odds are at 2-3 to three that Tua Tagovailoa will still be the number one overall pick, followed by Joe Burrow, then Justin Herbert, Jake Fromm, and Chase Young make up uh, the top odds, according to Vegas. I've said it before, I'm just, I don't trust Tua Tagovailoa. I don't trust any quarterback in this That's year's class. That, exactly. I don't trust any of the big five to really pan out between Tua, you know, he's left-handed, those don't translate well, and he can't stay healthy. That's what worries me. I, I don't know what we're going to get out of Jalen Hurts. I don't know the about only Joe Burrow. Qu- the quarterback I trust most right now is uh, Jalen Hurts. Exactly. Out of, those, out, of uh, out, out, of the, out of the five, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because here's the thing. It seems like every year that there's a, there's a... Out of every class, you know, there's probably four or five guys or so that are drafted with the intention of being a franchise quarterback. 
And then there's always, you know, guys in the fifth, sixth round, they're drafted with the attention of making them backups, but one of them usually turns into being something special, turns into being a steal. I'd argue Garner Minshew is that for this year. You know, he was taken in the sixth round. He's starting. He's got his team in, uh, in the playoff race. So do we have a guy like that in this year's draft class? I think we might. I think we have a guy that's outside of that group of five between Burrow, Hurts, Tungavailoa, Fromm, and Herbert that could pan out to the NFL better than the rest of them. I think that's Jacob Eason from Washington. Okay. What is it with you and Washington quarterback? This? Minshew was Washington State. Still. No, not still. (laughs) Two different systems, two different coaches. That's fair. Okay. I like the way he plays. I like his pro style. I think that he'll translate to the NFL really well. I have more confidence in him translating to the NFL than I do Tua, Hurts, and I, I don't know. From these last couple of weeks, just looks lost. Trevor Lawrence isn't going to translate in my eyes. He doesn't look like it. No, mm. uh, I don't see anything out of Joe Burrow that says NFL quarterback. Right. Hurts maybe. I just I, I, I don't know. know. Hurts 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 is the one thing because he's he's got that uh, elusiveness that you see out of Carson Wentz that I really like, mm. but he's also got that pure arm strength and talent that I see from Russell Wilson. That's how I want to describe him, is like a mix between Russell Wilson and Carson Wentz. I buy that. But his, I don't know, there's still something about him. I'm not sure if it's his decision-making or his pre-snap adjustments or something, but there's something about him that's holding me back on him. When you draft somebody first overall, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, guys like that, you draft them with the anticipation this guy is going to lead us to championships, Mm -hmm. especially if it's a quarterback. I don't think that's Tua though. I don't think no, it's I don't think no. it's anybody from this year's draft class. <laughs> like, like I, I said, I'm more confident in Jacob Eason than any of the big five. But you can't take Jacob Eason number one. No, I, t- I, mean, I take Jalen Hurts out of all of them. If Tua's there at number one and you don't you, take him, Dave Gettleman over here, you can't take Daniel Jones at six. <laughs> 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 I well, tell you what, though, you look at who else could be. Uh, someone from this year's draft class, and Jake Fromm looked like he had the stuff, and those last couple of weeks have been tough for him. I'm still confident maybe he can turn it around before the end of the year. No, for me, if somebody has a string of bad weeks, that just turns it off for me because anybody can look good uh, in short bursts. Ryan Fitzpatrick does all the time. But it's that consistency that you want to see in a quarterback. Like It's the same thing that happened a couple of years ago, and this is what turned me off from people who went hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. Uh, two years ago, Sam Donald and Josh Rosen. I was in L.A., so I saw a lot of them. And all the time, I was like, oh, man, Sam Donald looks really good. Man, Josh Rosen looks like he's ready to take over an NFL system. And then all of a sudden, they'd have four straight weeks where they just do nothing. They ain't too good. They ain't looking good. So, yeah, they, they're not the surefire Heisman hopefuls that everybody was hoping for before the season. And Josh Rosen still definitely has the smarts and the uh, football IQ to lead an NFL system. Guess what? Neither of them have panned out to exactly what we thought they were going to be. The only one, like, you can argue that Sam Darnold still has time, but everybody's given up on Josh Rosen already. Like, I want a quarterback that can consistently look good, and nobody has. The thing is, though, with Jake Fromm, he has looked consistently good for two and a half years until about three weeks ago, and these last couple of games have been tough for him. Well, you could say you could say the same thing with Trevor Lawrence. So, so what's what's no? What's the diff- he was good for like the last eight nine games that he played last year. You know, since taking over the starting job after four games, mm-hmm. and then he really hasn't looked that good. So what's year. so what's the what's the cutoff for longevity? Well, I think when you do it for 
two and a half years, I think that there's something there. I just don't mm-hmm. know what it is with Jake Fromm. Well, I until think we can Jake see- fell off after that loss to South Carolina. It seemed like it. Mm-hmm. Really, in that game, he didn't play well. Mm-mm. That's what worries me about him. But I, I'm not confident in Jake Fromm either. Honestly, if there's any player, and I'm looking at the list right now, they gave us the seven highest odds from Vegas right now. I said the top five was Tua, Burrow, Herbert, Fromm, Chase Young. Young is the most sturdy. Is that the right word? Young, Reliable guy? Young would be my first overall pick right now. You might have really? to. Yeah. I don't care who you are. The Cincinnati Bengals, they need a quarterback, right? No, I don't. I do not care. Really? I, I do not care. Ohio State produces not only good edge rushers, but they haven't had a bust at edge rusher in golly knows how long. Like, I can't think of the last time they had an edge rusher that didn't pan out. Both the Bosa brothers have looked phenomenal thus far. Mm-hmm. So you're going to take these guys who... Even you, we're not scouts, right? We do not see these guys all the time. We don't constantly look into them all the time like scouts do. But even we can notice that they are not going to pan out. Even we can see that there is something up with them. The only guy we're not seeing that with is Chase Young. And guess what? There's a history with that organization. There's a history with that position, with that school that shows that they are consistent. They provide NFL all-pro caliber talent. And you're just going to deny that because... Oh, we can't use Andy Dalton anymore. No, Andy Dalton's a two-time Pro Bowler. Like, you got you got to be able to work with that at some point. You got to. I thought you were gonna say like, if he would have said like five-time Pro Bowler, <laughs> he would have had me with two-time Pro Bowler. Yeah. I think I mean, he's made the Pro Bowl twice. Philip Lindsay's a Pro Bowler. Yeah, I, so I, I think Philip Lindsay's good. Yeah, but Mitch I mean, Trubisky was also a Pro Bowler. Yeah, okay, but he was like a <laughs> he was like fourth alternate. Okay, uh. <laughs> that was when Mitch Trubisky made that Pro Bowl. That was pretty much with an asterisk that said, "Really, Matt Nagy." <laughs> <laughs> that Week 16 matchup between the Dolphins and the Bengals will be absolute must lose football <laughs> to, dep- to to save your draft stock. Well, yeah, I was seeing, I was, I was looking at Twitter this during the Monday night game, and there was something that was like, "Well, did the Dolphins want to win this game? Because if they win, they might cost themselves the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. But if they lose, they might be costing themselves a second top five pick <laughs> because they have Pittsburgh's first round pick too with the mm-hmm. Minka Fitzpatrick trade. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's the only situation that I could see somebody." Okay, that is what you need to do. The Dolphins need to get the first overall pick, take Chase Young, and then you can take a quarterback with your second pick. There you go. That's the move. Yeah. Uh, You know, and that's not the popular move, but it might be the move. There's one more name here before we hit the break that's in the top seven. I said it was Tua, Burrow, Herbert, Fromm, Young. Uh, Jacob Eason, who I brought up, is at number seven with best odds to go number one, even though he won't. But the six best odds on this list is Jerry Judy, the wide receiver from Alabama. No, mm. you, the, a wide receiver will never go number one. Overall. I'm not saying number one, but I think he's a real interesting prospect. A uh, wide receiver can go number one in this league. I don't know. So? Mike Michaels, Michaels. Name the last there. time a wide receiver went number one. It, it can still happen. It's never happened. <laughs> it can still happen. Just because it hasn't happened doesn't doesn't mean. One can. thing I will say is number one receivers for really good programs tend to be really well in the NFL. Mike <laughs> Evans, uh, Julio Jones, all these Amari guys. Cooper. Yeah, Amari Cooper. All these guys were number one uh, receivers. Uh, and they were like, oh, well, maybe the quarterback made them. No, they're just really, really, really talented. So I do think receivers are much more likely to pan out than quarterbacks are. Receivers are much more easy to say, like, oh, they will be good in the NFL because you straight up just know this. You're like, oh, he's got the size, he's got the speed, he manhandles smaller defenders. Yeah, he'll be good. 
Of those seven guys on that list, the ones I feel most confident in, the like who are going to pan out to the NFL for sure, are not quarterbacks. It's Chase Young and Jerry Judy. Yep. Hey, Jerry Judy is a phenomenal talent. Yeah, I, he's going to be fine wherever he goes. I think oh. he'll be a top five guy no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. Come on, Saints. Let's 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 <laughs> add some more receiving um, depth to that. Top five guy. He's asking for the Saints to grab him. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. the Saints. They're starting the Saints, now, Tyree. If the Saints lost every single game, you'd be lucky to get a <laughs> top 13 pick. Yeah, I know. We just need that to ha- add some help to Michael Thomas, man. That's it. By the way, the last time a wide receiver was taken first overall in the NFL draft was 1996. Keyshawn Johnson, selected by the Jets. Mm, I remember that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, no, no. Let's take our last time out. When we come back, let's break down the NCAA's ruling yesterday that could pave the path for athletes to profit off their likeness. Next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's live and local sports talk show, The Sports Pen. Weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. If you missed any part of today's show, get caught up on demand. Get our free mobile app from the Apple App Store or Google Play or look up ESPNUP.com and get the on-demand there. Tanner Hoops, Tyree Smith, John Michael Hoefling with you. Glad you're along as we wind down on this Wednesday afternoon. I tell you what, yesterday, a groundbreaking vote coming from the NCAA where they unanimously vote to allow college athletes to profit off their likeness, whether that be jersey sales, memorabilia, video games even. I can't wait. I hope we start getting mm-hmm. some video games back. There we go. See, I'm very I'm It's not going to start until 2023, though, so we still got a long time. Right. We mm-hmm. still got a few years left for this to happen. The deadline for all three divisions of the NCAA to have their standards in place, their rules, regulations for this is 2021 so that it can go in effect by 2023. Mm-hmm. This is something the NCAA should have done a long time ago, though. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it happened. I'm really glad it happened. Do you think California's decision had any part in this? Yeah, absolutely. I think it got the ball rolling. And then Florida's decision, I think, sped it up last week. Florida with Governor Ron DeSantis uh, saying that Florida was going to enact legislation for pay-to-play uh, with you know, I hate that name because I think it's misleading. But I think that really sped it uh, and got rolling because it shows you this is a bipartisan issue that's gaining momentum with state senates across the country, where you have a Democrat governor in California, Gavin Newsom, and a Republican governor in Ron DeSantis in Florida, both that are enacting legislation uncoerced to put pressure on the NCAA. And then now, look what we got. And now Payday, look what baby. we got. <laughs> Payday in about three to four years, but still payday. I love it. I love it. As a former college athlete, I love it. You know, you were a Division three guy. I was a Division three guy. I wonder what we could get for profiting off our likenesses. Maybe. Think anyone would pay us for an autograph? Mm. <laughs> Depends on Maybe we were at like Mount Union or something. May- okay, yeah, yeah. If we were at Tufts or something like yeah, that. Exactly. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, probably, probably. Barry Harden Baylor. You were an that, E3 guy, too. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I, was, I, was, like, I, was I was I was waiting to see what was going to happen there. Oh, Just man. Didn't mention it. But, uh, yeah, Mary Harden Baylor was the one school that I was always like, they could earn some cash. You think? Yep. No, Mount Union could earn some cash. Mount dude. Union could probably Nobody do it. Nobody beats them, dude. No, I tell you what. Uh... Yeah, but this is going to be a good thing for college athletes. I'm happy about this because there's no reason athletes shouldn't be able to profit off their likeness. I mean, paying them is one thing. Profiting off their likeness, I mean, that's that's totally different. And I'm very much okay with that. Mm-hmm. It's like in NCAA games. Like, they put, um, what was it? 
um what was it when it was like 2014 or 2013 whatever mm-hmm. um robert griffin the third we knew that was number 10 <laughs> we knew that was him they just couldn't put the name on like, there don't lie nca 10 we know that qb number 10 on baylor is actually robert griffin the third <laughs> exactly and i think it's good that now they could profit and make a little money because i understand like yeah they're on full scholarships and stuff like that but that doesn't kick in do until think, the semester starts. do you think a single player would take the option and not make money off of that because uh, maybe <laughs> well because there's that whole thing where like you have to say you have to give them the rights to put you in it and i know that barry bonds back when he was in the league never wanted to be in any video games it was always a left fielder named joe young a white guy with a full <laughs> beard um and like it's the same thing with bill belichick in those madden games right yeah. now it's not bill belichick it's griffin murphy <laughs> like it's always a guy named griffin murphy yeah no i'm being serious so like i'm trying to think uh, is there any chance that any of them do that? Probably. There might be somebody out there who would, but I think the majority of them are going to be happy with this. I think a person that, that would do that would probably be like Jalen Hurts. Why is that? Just because Jalen Hurts is just very quiet. He doesn't like. He's not too much into the media stuff like that. He's not that type of guy. I think he'd be one of those people. That'd oh, be like, I want to nah, see jerseys that say Hurts on the back out there. I do too. I want to see that. But I don't know if he'd like that. So. Um, all right. All right. Fair enough. I tell you what, though, did you guys ever like go into the edit roster in those video games? You just put in the names yourself when you were younger. Oh, you yeah, could do I that. that all yeah, time. absolutely. You, you could do that. I spent like hours doing that. There are people that still play NCAA like thirteen or fourteen, whatever the last one was, and every single year they will they will create an updated roster for every oh, single team and release it to the public, so that you can keep playing NCAA fourteen with updated rosters for each college. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? That's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Where are those guys at? I need, I, need, I need that. You know what? I don't know their names, Tyree. You don't. You usually know everything, Michael. So I need you to know that. All, All right. right. I do know that it is a thing, and you can do that right now. You can play as Kyler Murray from last year on NCAA 14. Really? Yeah. That's what I like to hear. I think I know what I'm going to do after this. <laughs> don't you have work? Don't you have tacos? Okay, it's uh, just work. Mind. Come on, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nothing important. Yeah. Exactly. Blow exactly. it off. Yeah. Don't yeah. fire me, Trent. Just say, <laughs> boss, I'm going to play video games the rest of the day. You. Don't call. Don't fire me. <laughs> I tell you what, I still have, and it's still one of my favorite video games, I have still got NCA 03 on the GameCube, and it's still one of my favorites. Dude, GameCube games rocked, man. Don't they? I still play Mario Kart in the GameCube. Mario Kart Double Dash? Yes. Yes. Ooh, love it. A, Thank you. Love it. Thank you. One. Love that. Yeah. You Pokemon Coliseum is a good one. Yeah, there you go. I never got. I never played that one. Really? No. Oh, you missing out big time, buddy. Oh, man. Can you imagine if Mario didn't allow us to use his name or likeness? Like, what kind of world would this be? Uh, because Mario got, was based I, on a real guy. What if uh, that guy said, you can't use my likeness? I was going to say, sorry to break it to you, but Mario ain't real. No, but then, I know, then I you know, dropped that on me. <laughs> I don't, no, he's a real guy. Mario's a real guy. Or the guy that they based him off of. Mm, I don't know. What, what if he just told Nintendo, you can't use my well, likeness? He, here's would the use thing. Michael. He would use Michael. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm not, okay, hate to break it to you. I'm not, I'm not an Italian plumber. Uh, <laughs> I'm close. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll use, use some common name, man. Mario Mario's a com- is a pretty common name. In Italy? Uh, and yeah, not here. There's a lot of Marios. Name, name three Marios. Lopez. Lemieux. And Manningham. Andretti. Okay. <laughs> Andretti, yeah. except how many of the... Uh, Lemieux's not American. He's Canadian. Uh, Andretti's not American. Is he? No. Where was Mario Andretti born? He's Formula One, so it has to be somewhere in Europe. Yeah, but there's Andretti's over here. There you go. 
and then Mario, the singer. The, the singer. singer and Mario? Are y'all serious? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Y'all tripping. R and B. I know Mario. You should Lopez. let me love you. Y'all know that? No. All right. Well, I can see how this is gonna go. Famous, but okay. You did bring up Mario Manningham. That was a good one. Especially our Wolverine listeners are gonna. They'll appreciate that. Man, there's there's quite a few Marios around. Okay, I'll give you that. How about let's see? Oh, Mario Chalmers. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Ooh. Mario Chalmers is out there. There we go. Um, I forgot about him. Let's see. I'm looking at a list of famous Marios right now. I, I don't. It, I, there, there's not that, that many. Let's there see. are not that many. You okay, now Tyree. I see. Now I found the Mario you were talking about, Tyree. See, there we go. Mario Dwar Bennett. There we go. Thirty-two-year-old R&B singer. Yeah. I like that name. Yeah, I like except Mario. Except when you look up famous Mario's, it's anybody like who does anything, pretty much. <laughs> Let's see, Mario Ancic, the Croatian tennis player. Okay. <laughs> Mario Bellini, the soccer player. Well, yeah, there, there are uh, a lot of. Is it Mario Balotelli too? I can't remember. It's something. It's something that starts with them. Balotelli was one of my favorite players back when he was on AC Milan. There was a guy that played for the the Magic a few years ago. Mario Hezonia. Hezonia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mario. How about that? Yeah, I like that name. Mario. Yeah, Mario. You're gonna name your first son Mario. Well, I mean, Mario Lemieux is was the reason I became Penguins fan. Okay. Mario. Mario and Pemba. Former Ma- Detroit Tiger voice. Mario Minshew hopes. Mario, Mario Minshew hoops. <laughs> Mario Minshew hoops. Wow. That sounds like a real baller. Maybe throwing an Eli in there. No. <laughs> ah. You see, I've got some names in mind. Um, I think that I want to go with Cash. Cash hoops. Think how cool that would be. Cash? Yeah. C A S H. Cool is the C-A- right word for that one. Dollar sign H. <laughs> I gotta walk off now. Right, yeah, uh, we got stuff we gotta film right now. Yeah, I tell you what, let's sign <laughs> off. Uh, appreciate you guys being here. What do you guys have going on in ABC Ten? Of course, we have the Thursday Throwdown with Vincent DeMay coming up. We have interviews with some of the coaches for their playoff games coming up and stuff like that. Obviously, it's going to be a great Friday with playoffs and whatnot. Westwood and Menominee, or Menominee at Westwood, we think is going to be by far the best game of mm-hmm. the weekend. That's going to be a really good one. We'll have the call. Yeah. ESPN, you It'll be a very good one. Uh, it's gonna, oh, yeah, you'll be there. That's I right. keep forgetting you'll be there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I waved to you last week, Mike. I know. You're I saw get mad at me for never waving at you. I always, <laughs> I, I always wave at him, and then he never waves back. And then finally, saw you. finally he, waved, he waved back. It was cold. It's cold down there, man. It's cold down there filming. We need a little love out there. Just a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Tell you what, that's it for us. Back on tomorrow, same time and place, 4 Eastern, 3 Central. For John Michael Hoefling, Tyree Smith, I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to ESPN-UP. I'm Ishpeming Marquette.